Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Eater Upsell, a podcast from the Vox Media Podcast Network. My name is Daniel Janine. I am a producer here at Eater. Typically on the show, my co-host Amanda Clute and I talk through the biggest five to six, you know, food stories of the week. We give some takes. We bring in some experts. We talk to some fans. But sometimes I do a thing here on the show where I bring one of my favorite comics to a restaurant doing a cool thing that I really want to check out. We go, we have the meal, we come back to the studio, and we talk about it. This week, I am joined by one of my favorite comics, a guy named Josh Gondelman. He is a very active stand-up comic. He has three albums, the last of which is called Dancing on a Weeknight. Check it out. He previously wrote for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and now he is the senior writer and supervising producer of the number one show in Late Night, Deezus and Marrow on Showtime. Coming out soon, Josh has a book called Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. It is a collection of personal essays. I can't tell you how many I've pre-ordered already. Please go pre-order that on Amazon or at your local bookstore. For the show today, I took Josh to a restaurant called Niche Niche. It is in Manhattan's West Village, and it is owned and operated by a woman named Arielle Arce. Arielle is known as a vibe maker. She likes to build these dining experiences that all have another layer to them. One of them at this place she has called Tokyo Record Bar. The group works together to build the playlist. But this restaurant, Niche Niche, is meant to simulate the dinner party experience or give you the dinner party experience. I'm always curious when these places try to like bring people together, try to force friends on people. Do they really work? Is it kind of awkward? Uh, how, how chill can they actually be? So we went to check it out. Uh, Josh and I met outside in the rain. All right, so, you know, we're out in the rain under an umbrella. We are, we're sharing an umbrella. It's very rainy. It's a good umbrella. It is a good umbrella. I'm not gonna <laughs> virally market the brand, but I can read it from underneath. We are outside this restaurant called uh, niche niche and we're gonna kind of review it together. Yeah, I'm excited. It's meant to simulate a dinner party and everyone's meant to be friends by the end. Great. Let's go make some friends. Let's <laughs> go make some friends. Awesome. Welcome niche niche. It's fucking disgusting outside. So we come in, we are handed a mini Miller. A pony high life. Yeah. So it's like a six ounce beer, yeah. right? I felt like it was a gesture. Like when we when you said Ariel is the vibes maker, yeah. that to me instantly put me in a good mood. Yeah. And not because I like like or care about having a tiny beer that much. It's just like, what a pleasant gesture. They said, because um, I was there a little early and they yeah. said, look, it's like a, it's gross out. We're, we'll be ready in 10 minutes. Um, this is just to like cool down, enjoy the night. Right. And Bridge it's like, you in. yeah. And what a great what a pleasant experience. First things first is she, uh, is Ariel dinged on a glass mm-hmm. and gave us her spiel. Yep. Um, every night of the week we invited a different person to curate a tasting for you. Tonight we have someone very special here this evening, Miss Talia Bianchi. Can I get a round of applause? Hey. 
So we asked Talia what she's drinking right now. We take her selections and then we plan a dinner accordingly. So I have a bunch of chefs in the kitchen tonight. Coming in, knowing only that and not knowing what any of the wines were or any of the foods were, I was like, oh, this is going to be incredibly, um, an incredibly like manicured experience, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. an incredibly um, rigid experience. And it was from the like, I think that's probably like a Miller High Life is and like a Pabst Blue Ribbon are like the signifiers of like, we're having a good time, (laughs) right? Amazing. Um, So we would like to make a quick toast to you guys. If you wouldn't mind raising your glass. Uh, you all walked into the same place at the same time, which means that you guys already share something. It felt like the kind of thing in a movie, like some person would be like, I've invited you all to my island. <laughs> like that was kind of the speech. And now my island is going to dock from the shore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you're, there you are. As if an island would be attached to the shore, though. No, that's like the Take definitional it. thing of an island is that yeah, it's that not missed, attached to the shore. The one, the one thing. That's, you, right. that's the island's one job is to not to be a part of the rest <laughs> of the landmass. So, Please take a look to your left, and please take a look to your right. You just might meet your new best friend tonight. Let's get a little fucking weird. Happy Tuesday. So she kind of laid out the mission statement and then invited everyone to kind of make a toast to with their neighbors yeah. to the left and to the right at, at their seat, and then said, "Okay, let's let's cheers. Here's your first glass of wine." Right. And then the first course came. How out. important was her stature or her demeanor when opening up? I think she was great. Yeah, she was so enthusiastic and welcoming. I was still a little nervous <laughs> because she was so psyched about the vibe. Yeah. That I was like, oh no, I, I was at work all day. Yeah. And after that, I'm like worried that I don't have the energy to like meet 38 new people. Did you still think at this point, and I did too, yes. to an extent, that we would be like getting up, shaking yeah. hands, and playing like a what's your favorite food, what's yeah. your favorite movie kind yep. of thing? I did. I was yeah. a little worried, but she was so enthusiastic that I was like, oh, I'm very charmed by this presentation, even though I was like, I'm a little drained by the end of the day. Like, I didn't think it was hokey or cheesy at all. I was just coming into it from a headspace of like, it's so rainy out. (laughs) You were still nervous about, am I going to engage with this party vibe enough? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or I thought you were maybe saying like, you wouldn't have been floored if she'd be like, okay, now everyone raise your ayahuasca cups and- uh, Oh yeah, that could have happened too. Yeah. It, she she was just like so charismatic. Yeah. And and I was very like engaged and like I bought into the premise and I was curious to see what was going to happen next. Yeah. This looks good. It looks really good. Can I give it a shot? Yeah. First course. Yeah. Like kind of a shark, like a charcuterie plate? Yeah. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. To categorize. And so there was a- uh, um, prosciutto and some cheeses and there was like some kind of like jammy spread Mm -hmm. um and the focaccia was incredible (laughs) like breathtaking focaccia and so that was that was the first course and it was paired with this white wine right that's all i remember about the (laughs) wine so at this point after our charcuterie which was nice beautiful prosciutto you know crunchy bread were you starting to feel a little bit more relaxed that very relaxed that we weren't going to be uh, shepherded around the room and forced yeah, to? Yeah, no. Int- I, I think by the first course, I felt super chill. Like that's when it that's when it fully turned from like any anxiety I felt over the the premise of the restaurant to like a full feeling great. Right. I felt really terrific the whole meal, be- and partly because. 
um, it was not fussy at all. Like you kind of brought this up earlier, but like the they brought us the two of us a charcuterie plate to share, and our plates, forks, knives, napkins were just kind of like stacked in front of us mm-hmm. for us to divide, and then we we ate the charcuterie, and then uh, so it just like wasn't it didn't feel formal. It didn't feel like anything was going to be imposed upon us at that point. Like they were going to give us like an additional structure. It was like the vibes were incredibly good. I've said that a bunch of times, but it was like it was. Well, let's not blow. Let's not blow the ending here. (laughs) We're going to we haven't laid down our final decision yet. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying from (laughs) from that point on, I felt because I don't want people to listen to this and get the feeling that it was like a place that provoked anxiety. It was just that I had not experienced it. And I was I was like curious that I was not bringing the right energy into this experience. Yeah. And and very quickly, I was disabused of that. Next course was a salmon, like a trout sashimi thing. Yeah, with some salmon crunchy crudo. Veg, right? Salmon crudo. With, uh, uh, and it was like thin, very yeah. thinly sliced asparagus, yeah. they said. Almost yeah. like a yeah. an asparagus, sh- not a shaving. It was a shaving. We yeah. call it a shaving. Yeah, but like thin strips of asparagus. It was definitely done on a mandolin. Yeah. At this point, we realized we had a realization because, like, the charcuterie plate is in t- is a thing that, as diners, we are used to sharing. Yes, it is you a don't thing. Get, you're not we, like give me all the meats and cheeses for one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charcuterie plate is a thing you expect to share, so that wasn't surprising that there was one. Yes. But then I didn't know how the food was going to come out. The next course was the salmon crudo, and there was definitely again just one between us and at that point we realized that they don't really say at any point these courses are all to share yes and at they also we got i took the plate with the salmon crudo until i realized that it was for both of us yeah and then i put it in the middle and we split it up onto the we had the same little sharing plates Mm -hmm. that we had for the Mm -hmm. first course Mm -hmm. and they refilled the wine the second course of wine was a sherry yeah um, that was filled into the same glass same as the first glasses. wine, which I found to be very like chill and unfussy. We both loved that, and we both did. Yeah, and I like that. I find I find it like so wasteful sometimes when like oh well, another wine will bring another glass or like oh your bread is done but you're gonna share this next plate. Um, we'll bring you another plate. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. This is really like she took a step back and thought about what things are actually making people feel more comfortable in their dining experience. Yeah. And changing the wine glass is not one of those things, especially now, you know, the planet's slowly fading away. Yeah. (laughs) Like if I'm, I want my second glass of crew in the same same Just glass. Just pour it on top of the old wine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure though too, if I like, if one of us had tasted the, first pour and been like, oh, no, this is not for me. They wouldn't have just dumped the second <laughs> one. Just yeah. like, now it's a blend. Well, you- so our salmon our salmon crudo, we eventually realized that you were, that we were meant to split it just up. Jerry, yeah. And we split it up. And I think this is a question, like, I prefer to share everything. I wonder, and I, clearly you do too, especially you love when your wine is poured in an, in an older glass. Oh, like, yeah. I wonder if you are not someone who likes that, if this is a slightly more jarring experience. Because I, in a way, feel like this restaurant was almost tailored to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was speaking my restaurant yeah. language. I don't know. It is, but that is one of the things that felt very dinner party, right? Yeah. Is like that the food was to be shared, right. but it wasn't like massive family style portions. Yeah. It was yeah. like 
here's enough for the two of you. Right. Um, and I don't know what that was like at tables of like eight. Right. Or I don't know what it's like if you come in by yourself for dinner. Are you a sharer? Are you a food sharer? I am a sharer. My wife is less of a sharer. <laughs> um, but it's harder than when you're just the two of you. Yeah, but that's true. But also, like, I am a bigger person than her, so I end up doing some sharing anyway. We all we share one-sided sharing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's a one-sided share. Sure. <laughs> I, I it's kind of a colonial thing that I impose upon her dinner. It's really horrible. Um, I'm a monster, yeah. but she will share a dessert often when we're out, which yeah. I I find often too. Like a by the end of a meal, I really only need like. Four bites of a dessert. I can't remember the last time I got an individual dessert. It must. It seems like a a, a medieval idea. Yeah, rare. I like bring me a cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on into, I believe it was a a crusted halibut with a gnocchi. Yep. Um, and it was delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Fish was really well cooked. Yeah. The gnocchi was really well cooked. The sauce, which the chef may have improvised because he kind <laughs> of, when he was introducing what. So That's he, a good note we should bring. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So at the beginning after um, the the experience was in, introduced, the chef kind of ran down the four courses. And then the, um, the, the wine chooser. Mm-hmm. I don't know if sommelier seems like a technical term. The woman who chose the wine, who's a yeah. professional. Yeah. She's a writer and editor, right? Um who is very knowledgeable. Wine expert. Wine yeah. expert. Yeah. yeah. The chef ran down what the food was going to be and he seemed like the sauce for the gnocchi was still a little up in the air. <laughs> he kind of said, "Yeah, maybe it'll be like a, a vodka tomato yeah. something. Right. Who knows?" There is a there's a playfulness. Yeah. That- at play here. Yes. Um, but it also seems sincere, like, oh, maybe we'll, uh, that's not what I'm feeling tonight. And yeah. we'll, we'll change you, it up. You buy it? I did. Yeah. Because it, it almost felt like something didn't quite go right and they were making the best of it, which I think is a feeling that, like, makes you buy in more, right? If, like, mm-hmm. um, a little self deprecation. Yeah. Like, not everything's gone to plan, but we're going to get there. Yes. I worked with a comic years ago. I worked, I opened for Paul Mooney in Philadelphia, and he would do this thing where he would go, um, What's the name of that guy? He, uh, he's the singer used to date, what's her name, used to Beyonce. And then people would yell the name of the singer and he would go, yeah. And I would go, oh, is he forgetful? But he would do it the same way every night. And I think it kind of drew the audience in because they knew that he was counting on them. And I think this was not on purpose, but the same principle was at play. You think Based it might on have been your on purpose. little example that you just no, brought up there. No, but I'm just saying that's like, the that is the way to engineer that. Yeah. But I think it, you, I've seen that it can create that kind of <laughs> So closeness. they stumbled into something very endearing. It was very endearing. And if it's something that they feel like was successful, yeah. you're saying it's not something they would have replicated night in and night out? I don't trying think to so. grab a hold of no, the same level I would want to go back and be like, <laughs> is he going to pretend? Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit yeah. of that. Yep. So like after that course, uh, we were crumbed. We were. Twice. Double crumbed. What is that? Can you explain? So the um, one the, uh, staff member came over and scraped the crumbs from the counter in front of us. Yep. And then a second person came from the other side, I think, and asked you to move your phone up so that she could maneuver the her napkin around that. And, and what did you say about crumbing? That like no restaurant, you've never been to some place that's this chill that also crumbs. Yeah, for sure. It was like a very 
interesting. And I, I also said I couldn't predict necessarily which things were going to be a little m- more like fussy perfectionist and which things were going to be a little more like uh, ah, just, you know, just grab it off my plate. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and, and it was like I never again, never felt like the wrong choice, but it was like a fun. Um, it felt so well well cared for and so well um, attended to without ever being like it all felt for the benefit of the experience not for like the kind of showing off of like this is how fancy we are just to nitpick yes please I think I said this to you at the time there's no reason to ever double crumb okay especially because we hadn't eaten food in between we were crumbed once and then someone else came over and was like, oh, I saw you were crumbed. I'm going to crumb again. I think it was because. So there were crumbs left behind. Yeah, she must so this have is seen. Not, if you're double crumbed and you haven't, there's been no additional crumbs, that's a failure to crumb all the way. I don't blame her. She was moving around a lot of obstacles. Yeah. It was, but that's what it, it was not. Like they saw extra, crumbs from a new angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kay. That's what it was. It but, was a, right. a 360 degree. All right. You have a, a nice clean shirt, nice clean cardigan <laughs> on right now. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Uh, when you take a bite of something, sauce dribbles. Yeah, you don't want it. Like you know, if you're ha- at a bar or at a, a diner, you're on your way home. It doesn't matter. Let's say you're having a meal with people and you're on your way, maybe going out that night or something. Yeah, and you get hit with a, some sauce. How do you how do you react to that? Like let's let's hear the the Josh Gondelman. Uh, I just got hit with sauce. What is that? Oh, it's the- bad. <laughs> it's like I I know it and I'm like ugh. That's maybe like an uh, and then would you tap your wife on the shoulder or what? How would how would I might? I'll be like, uh, and she'll be like, it's okay, and uh, <laughs> and I'll in like a genuine way, like it's okay, we'll be we'll be fine, and then I will see if there's a way to like button my sweater around yeah. it or unobtrusively remove my sweater as if I were never wearing it if it's sauced on the sweater. Yeah, um, and then because I think in the long term, right? I know a uh, you kind of flush it with water from the opposite side so it flushes back out and you dab instead of rub but like even that if you're out that takes like another it's going to be 40 minutes before it's not noticeable that your shirt is soaking wet from sink water. I thought you were going to say that was a 40 minute process. No, 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 no. I just mean like from the time you do that it's like another 40 minutes until (laughs) it's not noticeable. So you're making it worse for like the bulk of an hour. Can you you know that there's marriages or there's relationships in the world which you know you tap your wife on the shoulder and you're like ah, and I I spilled and then she's just like come the fuck we're sitting front row at the fucking yeah, show yeah 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 or, it's my it's Betty's fucking poetry and reading like, and then you're like you get all king of queens on her like hey, I don't even want to fucking go to this thing <laughs> yeah that sounds it sounds horrible it sounds like a prison to be in such a relationship yeah uh, just um performing the heterosexuality of a 90s sitcom forever. Right. What if she was just like, what if there's ones where it's like, it's it's before seven, go next door, go to J. Crew. Like, oh, yeah. That would be, I could, I, I could think be okay with that. There think, have actually. probably been times, like, I think if, if it was like a full gravy boat that fell on me, <laughs> I think I would be like, well, I have to go find a shirt. Yeah. It's not only noticeable, but it's, Warm. It feels like my heart is on the outside of my body, just leaking down my chest. Gravy Full boat. gravy boat. Oh, that's man. in this scenario. It's not self-imposed. It's like someone trips and drops. That's the all. I was just going to say the only way you could get a full gravy boat is a sir is a is a server or someone trips. Yeah, someone bring it over. Someone trips them. I, I'm not like that bad at gravy. <laughs> no, no. 
a gravy traditional gravy boat like one from you know Downton Abbey where you pour it on yourself yeah. with the the big stainless or the silver. Uh, polished silver mm-hmm. gravy boat. Is there any way with just by your own devices you could get that whole thing on your shirt? I think you would have to be bringing it to the table or you know what if um someone's passing it around the table. Yeah. Instead of sliding it across yeah. and you they think you have it before you have it <laughs> and yeah. then they're like I thought you had it. <laughs> They would do it down, Abby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all they all sound like the dads of people I went to high school with. Yeah, Mark, okay. I thought you had it. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was. Um, what do you think? Do you think they ever said Butterfingers in the era yeah, of but, Downton Abbey? Maybe. Hey, Butterfingers over here. But that probably meant like, it was probably like a sign of wealth. Like, oh, he has butter on his right. fingers. He can afford condiments. <laughs> Uh, if you're, I mean, just to close the loop on this, whenever I get hit with saucer, I think I'm always just like, ah, nailed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you got me. How'd you feel about the chef making the, uh, in his intro, the chef made a, a ginocchi joke? Oh, you know, it's, um, I would call that material, I would charitably call it tried and true. <laughs> It, it was a little dad jokey. Yeah, it was but dad jokey. I'll take it. Yep. He was he was very charismatic as well, and uh, and the food was so good. But that said, anytime I purchase anything, yeah. and someone <laughs> tells me how much it costs, yeah. I say without fail, reflexively, I'll be like, oh, um, can I just get this gum? They'll be like, dollar fifty nine. I'll be like, deal. Every time <laughs> I purchase anything at a store, so like I have no leg to stand on in this in this. No, no criticism to level fairly. How do you feel? Are you a restaurant dad joke person? Like, do you pull any of the moves when they ask you how you liked like the they thing? Hated it? Yeah, oh. I couldn't. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You cleaned your plate and you're like, yeah. oh, we hated it. I don't, but I don't mind it. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't mind. It's not my. How do you do it? You'd be like, I loved it. I do. Yeah. I, um, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. I like try to be very sincere. Yeah. When I'm dealing with people who are at their job right. generally because I feel like they get a million people um, a day who are like, <laughs> bet you never heard this one before. Right, right, and right. so like I try to be very like sincere and appreciative because I am appreciative. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. I feel like you are the most sincere person that they people <laughs> people have ever dealt with. I because like let's play it. Out. So I'm gonna okay. I'm going to uh, I will just come by and yep. casually ask you how everything's going, and it's going well, right? Yeah, it's That's going great. Play. It's okay. pr- pretend I'm our server okay, from great. this evening. Hey guys, uh, how how's everything? Just checking in. Oh, it's all been really great. Thank you. No, no problem. I'll see you later. Great. Well, I appreciate you checking in. Oh, that's nice of you to say. You didn't have to say that. People. That's okay. You're doing your job. You're doing great. It's been a wonderful experience. Fish was done. And then it was dessert time. First of all, what would Woody have for dessert? Elbow cake? <laughs> Speaking of dad jokes, the amount I, of jokes we made about- It was not a joke. I thought he said elbow cake. Yeah. And I did not know what that was. <laughs> so when they saw them preparing it, I was like, what about this is elbow? Yeah. And it was olive oil cake, yeah. a thing I do know about <laughs> and is delicious. Yeah. And so I was like- I, it was such a really, and the second time he said it, because you were playing along, uh, the second time he said it, you were like, uh, he. I heard elbow cake again. You had elbow cake, and I was like, this must be a thing. Yeah. And then you were like olive oil cake, and I was like, ah. now I made a terrible joke. I you made a joke about it, but I took it also se- I know, seriously. And I wish I could erase it from the banks. There's, have you? So your joke was elbow cake as it's all corners. Yeah. Which they make 
brownie pan. That brownie pan that's, what that's I like was a thinking snake of. brownie pan. Yes. I know. And then I thought about that in my head and I was like, this joke sucks. No, but I, I was just confused. Uh, because I take things too sincerely, <laughs> especially if you're a comedian, I take things like astonishingly Amelia Bedelia literally. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a good cake. It was uh, a really good cake. Also, the chef uh, had big arms. Really, he was very he muscular. Kept, when he when we thought he was saying elbow cake, we were like, he's got yeah, big this elbows. This kid's bringing attention to his yeah his forearms. His forearms. Are, there's a th- chefs that lift, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a power genre. chefs. <laughs> power chefs. <laughs> um, but it was the cake was really good. There was this olive oil cake with a little orange glaze and some yeah. strawberries on top. At this point, we almost made a friend. We, we did. Almost, we we actually did. Yeah. Rewind to the fact that they said part of the restaurant's tagline is that it's like you're having dinner with your best friends. Yeah. And you're going to make or you're, you're going to make you're a, gonna make best a new best friend, which that's what I found so intimidating. I was like, I I have I felt very Drake in that moment of like no new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have I love to sit. I like if it was just like these are. Um, big tables to foster conversation, I would have been like, I'm into this. But the the fact that I was like, oh, am I expected to like get someone's number and then like <laughs> babysit their kids? <laughs> um, I like that that's where you go. Yeah. What about just like going out for another meal with wine? Yeah, that's true. We could have done that. <laughs> like, um, but we're best friends. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to watch your kid while you, you go for your anniversary. That's a trick to friendship is you don't get that close because yeah. then you never have to do the favors. Keep arms. Yeah. I don't want to be help you move close. <laughs> um, so they brought out the desserts yeah. and the chef this was a good joke. Okay. I like. All right. The chef said, um, this is my favorite piece of the cake. And <laughs> to he everyone, said that to, to everyone. To everyone across the bar. Because yeah. we were sitting right across and he was just, he said it to us, to the people to our right and the people to our left. Mm-hmm. And he's, he said to everyone. And it could have gone farther than that. We were could, Yeah, we just shot. were out of, yes, yeah. for sure. It, this could have been a long running bit. And he said, this is my favorite piece of cake. Yeah. And, uh, and the two. But according to you, he's not a joke repeater, so. Who knows? I think he's not a ploy repeater. <laughs> okay. That's this one's an obvious joke. That one would be like a gambit. Yeah. To pretend that he didn't know what sauce he was serving. Um but he said he said that. And then the two women next to us were like, Well, you said ours was the best. Yeah. And we independently, I didn't hear you say it, you had said it first. And then I said it after we offered to trade cake. We, oh, you didn't was, hear me say it? No. Okay, yeah, we both we both did it. We both made, you guys I copied yeah. your joke. We said, you guys want to trade? You didn't copy my joke. And um, We sh- independently. We independently came. It was parallel thinking. Do you want to trade? Do you want, look, do you want to trade? <laughs> we came to this joke okay. of just asking these two women that, whether they want to trade cakes. Yeah. And they said no. <laughs> And then we had like kind of just a fun, pleasant conversation about the size of the strawberries and the it cake versus okay. the number. It was pleasant. <laughs> okay. It was like the kind of pleasant conversation that like it, we, I don't feel bonded to them, but it did feel. That was like the moment that we were like, oh, we're we might make some friends now. Yeah, but it was like, oh, I get it. Like yeah. because we're all sitting together and there's like such a convivial atmosphere. That that is exactly kind of the level of interaction that I felt was like very um, welcome, yeah. right? Like the kind of thing where we had this kind of like shared experience of hearing right. the chef say right, this. Right, right. We had a 90 second conversation about it that yep. was like, oh, uh, this is like one more little facet <laughs> to the diamond of the evening. Yeah. And. Oh, the diamond. Yeah. and it, But it, it never got to the point of like, we felt compelled to like, so what do you guys do? Right. Like it never got to. Small talky. Because. Because. What happened? We were interrupted 
by our our favorite server yes taking the credit card i felt like if we weren't interrupted yes we would have gotten to the we might have we That's would have true. gotten to the tragic what do you do's yeah but it was it never got there so we got to live in the um the very pleasant <laughs> just quick like bit we lived in the bit we lived in the bit and then the bit was and then the bit was over because um can we shout her out by name? Oh sure, she was so good. Um, Amelia. Amelia came by and and took your credit card. A fan of at Josh Gondelman on Twitter. <laughs> she was so nice though. There it, are many fans of at Josh Gondelman on Twitter. No, How just, often does that happen? Where someone because she said occasionally, occasionally it'll happen occasionally once a week. I don't know. It like it happens in clusters. Yeah. Like it's not. Uh, and not like death comes in threes. I just mean like it depends on where I am. Like it very rarely happens that way yeah. where like someone at a restaurant will will say that. At a professional event, it'll happen more where like if I'm at a show, if I'm doing a show at the Comedy Cellar or something, someone might come up and be like, oh, I know you. But it's like that's the self-selecting community of people who are like, so do I, paying so do to I. see oh, comedy. So do I. So yeah, do I. Well, I mean it's a, probably four people out of 120 or whatever. But yeah, she was so um, so pleasant. And we did. And then again, I will confess to another bit that was like more than I usually would be. But the vibe of the place was such that mm-hmm. like, cause I normally am so resentful when someone is like, not for my own needs, but like assuming and imposing on a professional's time for attention as opposed to like, a, I, but this yeah. felt like a conversation that was more or less natural. Yeah. Because I, I hate like when some dude is like, all right, you're my open mic now. Yeah. And it like, I really, I find it like very gross and like, and like abusive. It's yeah. abusive of not, you know, not truly abusive, but it is um inconsiderate, let's say, of someone else's time while they're on the clock, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, and they're being paid to indulge this banter. Yeah. But we, what happened was. That is a unique a uh, facet of interactions in hospitality yes. where you are being paid to indulge in bad banter. Yes, and it's I I don't like it when I see it right. I, because it feels it feels rude yep. and it feels like this person has something else to do and you know that but you're like um ex- you're prolonging this interaction because it's good for you at the expense of their what they question for you are you ever at tables with people who make or we're taxing on the server's time occasionally i i mean normally it doesn't last long enough to like have to intercede have you ever interceded i'm trying to think i mean i'll probably just be like oh that was great thank you you know what i mean like a like i try to put a button on it yeah um or and it's i've never been with someone who's gotten like so bad that right. I'm like, this is inappropriate, inappropriate. rather than okay. like, this is inconsiderate. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, you know, you see it at a table over, it'll be like, you know, some, some dude just like, uh, it, it's not always flirting, but it's like flirt adjacent. Right. Where it's like, this is, she doesn't need this at her job. Or even, even too many of those jokes of like, how was it? Oh, it was terrible. Send it back after they clean their plate. <laughs> and just like going on and on, like, like you know, extending the bit too far. Like, tell right. the chef that if I ever see him on the street, I'll fight him. And you're right, like, right. just shut up. Yeah, I'm never returning here, and I'm gonna tell all my friends yeah. it is. I, oh, I'm on Yelp right now. It's like, <laughs> oh. yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I'm Pete Wells. <laughs> so we had our cake, paid our bill, we got up. I've, oh yeah, yeah. This is worth mentioning for sure. Hell yeah. Go go on. Sorry, no, please. you were narrating. No, you got so excited. You were clearly. I did. So, we so went so down to. We went down to the um, to the cellar. You were yeah. like, let's check out the cellar. And the the cellar with the rows of wine bottles is very celery. <laughs> it's um, 
table. It looks like big tables, like for. I've never said celery before, and it's amazing how even though this is like the sixth time, I still just see celery. Yes, it sounds. I. It is a different word. I made up a word that is already a word, so that's bad form. Nope. Um, Great form. But we. But it is. They're like tables that look like they are for like. Eight people, so probably like you and your friends, and then a couple other people to continue that atmosphere of like, yeah, you keep sit, it you going, with, bro. Yeah, keep, keep, keep the party going. Yeah. But there's also this other room called that same guy from the table who's being obnoxious, like, hey, you gonna come down and have a drink with us in the cellar yeah, after? Oh, the worst. Yeah. When do you get off? Uh, <laughs> when do you get off is the worst question. That is the worst. That's the worst question. That almost feels like a threat. Yeah, it certainly does. It's so imposing. Yeah. When do you get, how long's, I mean, how long's your shift? That's okay. different. I, I, and I will always ask, this is a different situation. Yeah. But in an Uber, mm. I, if I'm, when did or, you start? or Lyft, I'll, yeah. yeah. How long have you been driving today? Just yeah. like, because I am curious about like what people's shifts are like. Hours are fascinating. Yes. And that's an industry that is like totally, the your hours are totally self-regulated. And I am curious. Um but yeah, like when do you go? But yeah, so we go downstairs. We're in the cellar. We're gonna be at the comedy cellar seeing this guy Josh Gonnell. Uh, he's fucking right. No. He's a riot. Everybody who comes to see me on purpose is like a very gentle librarian. <laughs> They're all very lovely. Um, people, people come to see you on purpose. I'm literally performing at a librarian conference this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like an event for my book that's coming out later. It's but. a library. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so we. Um, so there's the actual cellar part of the wine cellar. Yeah. But in between, there is, what's it called? The Special Club? Special Club. And it is like a jazz club. It felt, You said yeah. that it felt like the club in La La Land, but like if it were actually good and not just some guy that was like, I'm going to be a jazz star. Yeah. It was like very red and plush. And it felt like you were, it felt like when you see Las Vegas in a movie and you're like, from like the 50s. Yes. Not like when you go to Las Vegas in real life and you're like, you like trip over some guy's oxygen tank and like onto like a cigarette stain the size of the big ball of plastic in the ocean. Right. And your head hits the, the the lever lever for like Mission Impossible 3, the slot. Exactly. And it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman on it (laughs) because he's the villain and it's sad. Um, But it was like, I was overwhelmed because it was such a different energy. There was a jazz band doing sound check, mm-hmm. playing standards. I forget what song it was, but I was like, I see as the cynical part of this party. I believe that they are just constantly doing sound check. Yeah, and they're you just think meant for everyone's people. trying to dupe you? Been <laughs> for people walking by. Oh, they're just sound checking. No, okay. she's, they weren't even open yet. Yeah, well, they're never open. That's oh, not a functional space. That seems it's just uh, just it's, from a real estate point of view <laughs> impractical. <laughs> So it just had this like incredibly warm, inviting, ambience. honestly perfect. And it I think was this so good. Harkens back to I hate the word harkens, but gets back to the idea that this woman is just a a master at creating spaces. She's an incredible. This is all I've experienced firsthand of her work. Yeah, um, Ariel Arce. Arce, and she was there when we saw it. She was like standing in the doorway when we walked in. Yeah, and I was blown away just by like the ambience like it felt fictitious yeah how how like charming and classy and like it was like the exactly pl- it wasn't real it was like the <laughs> it was like the place that you always it's like the place where two people meet yeah in a movie or they go on their like first date and fall in love but it, it's like 
it was almost too inviting to be real. And yeah, it was exactly. like, I we didn't get to sit there or eat there. And like, it, it was like really cool and impressive. It's funny also that if we cut that thing from the beginning where I was talking about how the guy was faking the oh, passive yeah, yeah, yeah. none of these this jokes just are going to work. This just sounds <laughs> truly deranged. <laughs> where you're like, yeah, jet fuel can't, room jet, jet fuel can't melt fondue or whatever <laughs> your restaurant conspiracy is. Um, wow. Um, also, we should like it's crazy to me. I never expected that the only thing that would receive any kind of negativity on this whole show was, was the La double La crumbing. Land. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the double double crumbing. crumbing. Yeah, um, no, we need one more thing to take. But La, La Land, I d- I felt like I needed to give that qualifier because there's so much baggage attached to that movie and like the that it like fake won the Oscar for like eight seconds. Our audience loves La La Land. loves La, La Land. I'm just saying, yeah. my audience might be ambivalent <laughs> if people are coming to this podcast for me. I'm a big draw. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not. No, um, we have a lot of librarians who listen. A lot to this. of librarians. Yeah. Our audience is just Green Book fans and librarians. La La librarians. <laughs> La La librarians. Um, to wrap up, we were pretty blown away. Yeah. Uh, lovely spaces. Can't wait for what she does next. I'm going to go seek out her other restaurants as well. The new album is called... The new album's Dancing on a Weeknight. And can I also say, um, my new essay collection, my debut essay collection, um, Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results, is available for pre-order now. And it's out September 17th. And pre-orders are, like, so wonderful and helpful for authors. It, like, really helps push things forward. So if you enjoyed me here and have any inclination, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you don't need to write a book. You could have gone in, uh, I don't know, what's a real cash grabby thing you could have done? Could have, um, what's a cash grabby? pictures with Fit T on Instagram. That's true. Mm-hmm. You could have done that. Anyway, we really, we appreciate having you hang around. Thanks we for We appreciate, me. as if it's just not, we appreciate. There's like a bunch of other people that yeah, I have all noticed. the audience, the live audience <laughs> appreciates you being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was so fun, and we had a great meal. Thank you for your dinner. <laughs>